You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin, part of the blogger duo Too Bad Tourists. And David is here next to me, as always. And I'm David, the other half of Too Bad Tourists. Um, can you believe that this is episode 20? 20 episodes. We that's... started in mid-January. Yeah, and we've been that's going insane. Every yeah, that's really exciting. That went really fast. Do you remember on the first episode, you were like, what did you say? I'm your... Well, you're not, I'm your host. You wanted to say I'm your host, but you screwed it up. Uh, yeah, I was, I was super nervous. About this, <laughs> here we are, we 20 episodes later, 20 weeks later, and uh, I feel like we have a pretty good rhythm. I think we got a little better, but also we just relaxed and kind of just lean into the, you know, when we fumble, like, Exactly, whatever. if we make a mistake, just like steamroll over <laughs> just it. Just keep going through. <laughs> we don't even bother editing them out, actually. No, I've, and kept, we could. I've kept them in, yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing I did last week. All right, well, tell, um, tell everyone about what we're talking about today. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm excited about this episode. We have, um, over the past month, collected embarrassing travel stories from our friends, followers, and family members through social media and on our website, and they sent us some audios, some emails. So today we're going to share all of those, plus, of course, our own embarrassing travel stories. For example, we got one um, on Facebook from David who told us, I fell face first in the Malaga airport, no injuries. Other travelers came to my rescue. I told them not to worry. I was just practicing for the Olympics. <laughs> I have definitely been there. The falling in front of people is an embarrassing thing. It happened to me on our Benidorm trip. Um, <laughs> I was running with our friend Dan, and I think for a concert, and we slipped and fell in front of everyone. It was at Pride, and it was the night, like the nighttime concert, and you grabbed his hand because you wanted to run over with him. I don't remember why, but you're like, come with me. In the front or and something. you started running, <laughs> and you slipped. And then you drug him down with you, right? In front, yeah. Like at the, in the front and of just, the stage. No, and everyone saw you and then you just have to get up and then walk far away from that. It's always embarrassing. So we've got uh, more stories like that to come and they get even better. But first. But first. So if you've been listening to the show all these 20 weeks, which I'm sure all of you have, you'll know that next weekend we are going to Orlando uh, starting on June 2nd, which is Thursday, to attend One Magical Weekend. So we will be there uh, over the long weekend. So it's a dance and music and party festival. So keep an eye out on Instagram. We'll be doing uh, live stories uh, from that. Event. Yeah, I'm excited. And if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin. Give the episode a like with a heart icon once it's published. You can follow us on social media. We're always at Two Bad Tourist. And lastly, please feel free to leave a comment about what you want to hear more of. So... Uh, let's get it started with, um, our friends, family and follower stories. Yep, definitely. So I have one. Um, and if you, oh, oh we're not doing the call in part. Well, we were going to tell live listeners to call in, but we don't have any live <laughs> listeners. <at the laughs> no, moment. I was like really focused Usually on our, live listeners. Usually we have live listeners. Here. Okay. Just kidding. We're just See talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to That's the episode. That's not embarrassing. You start us off. Speaking of embarrassing <laughs> podcast stories, so I have a an embarrassing travel story that one of my work colleagues sent to us uh, by email. So I'm actually just going to uh, read it out, and I'll, I'll kind of add in some. Uh, I'll add it a little bit as I go. But uh, so this comes from Leandro, and Leandro is from Brazil, and. Uh, so the story goes, he was, uh, I'll just read it like this. So I was 21 years old and I was at a music festival called Parallel Universe in Bahia, which is in the Northeast of Brazil, which is an amazing festival, by the way. 
And on one of those days, I decided to go for a walk by myself and explore a little bit of the deserted beach that was nearby. And I figured, well, since this is a deserted beach, I'm all by myself. I decided I was just going to go the way I was born, of course, a.k.a. my birthday suit. Uh, so without clothes. So I went into the water and, you know, I wanted to feel a little bit of freedom, right? Why not? So I swam in the ocean and then, of course, walked for a while until I saw some coconut trees. And one of them had a coconut that was pretty easy to reach. So I decided to grab it and uh, tried to drink it. So paint the picture. This just seems like a bad idea. You had a, a naked guy taking a coconut from a tree. <laughs> Why? Totally naked. What could possibly on an empty, wrong? deserted beach. And then suddenly out of nowhere, a big guy shows up, literally out of nowhere, and starts screaming at me. And he was holding a gun, but like, seriously, oh my a real God. gun and a big gun. And he was pointing it at oh me. Oh my God. And I couldn't understand anything that he was saying. And it was definitely not Portuguese, right? So keep in mind, this is happening in Brazil. And Leandro speaks Portuguese. This guy was not yelling to him in Portuguese. So it was not a familiar <laughs> language. So it turns out that he was uh, mad at me because the area was private and he thought I was going to rob him. So there, well, were, there were no signs that said it was private property and it was in the middle of nowhere. So how was I supposed to know? So, of course, I was embarrassed. And I was also afraid of what could happen, obviously, because he had a gun. So I asked for apologies and I said that I didn't know that it was a private area. moment was when I went uh, close to grab my swimsuit, which, of course, wasn't on me at the time. And I turned in that place. And my cheeks were probably completely red from that embarrassing moment. And I mean, my face cheeks, not my <laughs> ass cheeks. Well, you know, he can't possibly have been robbing if um, if he's butt ass naked. I mean, where are we going to put the coconut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just seemed like um, an aggressive, but it was a private beach. So. Yes. And I will say now that we have uh, two live listeners, if anyone of you are uh, brave enough to want to call in and tell your live story, um, please do that in the bottom right-hand corner. There's the phone icon, so you can click that and comment or call. Oh, look. Uh, we have Philip who wants to... Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Philip was really brave. He wanted to speak, and then he went away. So if Philip comes back on, we'll give him a, a moment to do that. So I'm going to turn it over to you, David, for uh, embarrassing travel story number two. Yeah, so we've got um, three more to go. So this next one is from my sister, and she called in. She didn't call in. She sent me her, her story in an audio, so we will go ahead and play that. So 2012 was my first big um, international trip to Peru with my brother, my sister, and my brother-in-law, and my brother's business partner, Austin. Austin's my brother-in-law, am I kidding? Um, I, short, quick story, I had a layover in Mexico City, uh, connecting flight to Lima, uh, and I was frantically trying to find my gate, so I was trying to find the security guards, I think I was going through security, and um, once my bag went through, a security guard looked at me and just started speaking Spanish, and I'm just, like, already frantic, and, um, you know, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. I'm far from <laughs> even, um, even just the bare bones. It's pretty bad. I have to... Um, be in a place for a couple days to kind of get used to just the basics. Um, so uh, at this point, I wasn't anywhere for a couple days besides the U.S. And I, so the security guard's talking to me in Spanish, and I just look at him and I go, 
no hablas ingles. And that translates to you don't speak English. And then I don't, I just grabbed my bag and left. And then I realized a few minutes later what I had said. And I was so mortified that I had, I went back. Mind you, I'm like running late for a flight. I went back and tried to explain myself. And he just looked at me like, white lady, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I just probably turned around sweating, ran to my gate. Um, small, but very, very embarrassing moment in my life. Probably even more embarrassing because we never let her live it down. <laughs> so I didn't bring it up. And I think she even screwed it up. I think what she actually said was no hablas espanol. Right. Which means you, you don't, don't speak, speak Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> so she told the Mexican security guard that she doesn't speak Spanish. When of course what <laughs> she meant to say worse. what she meant to say was I don't speak Spanish. Exactly. Yeah, she, yeah. she wanted to say, say no hablo espanol. Right, yes. Right. Uh, so but, but you know what? The intention was there. She tried credit for that. Um, and now we have this great story. That was also on our year round, uh, our year long round the world trip that yep. she met us in Peru. Yep. So that was fun. Okay. Our next one is from our friend, uh, Richard here in Madrid. Um, I'll go ahead and play that, but this is, I think, one that has happened to many of us. Okay. Mine's more like a repeated mistake that I keep making in Spanish. Um, so I've just moved to Spain and I was living in a small village in the middle of Andalusia. And I've just started learning Spanish as well. And I was with my boyfriend at the time, who's pretty much fluent in Spanish. And we're in a restaurant and I decided that I wanted to try and order because, you know, I just learned beginner level Spanish. So we decided to order like the chicken nuggets, which uh, in Andalusia are randomly called lagranitas de pollo, which translates as tears of chicken. So I tried to order that, but I ordered lagrimitas de polla, <laughs> which is basically tears of cock. <laughs> so yeah, of course, hilarity ensued and everyone laughed at me. But yeah, I just can't get my head around that polla is feminine for cock and pollo, chicken, is masculine. So since then, my brain seems to be wired into that. So I've made the same mistake a million times. I've ordered bocadilla de polla which is like a cock sandwich and <laughs> not in the appropriate situation, <laughs> I might add. I've also ordered pechuga de polla, which is like a breast of cock. So yeah, that's just a typical mistake that I keep making in Spanish. What, what is the correct situation to order a cock sandwich? Well, <laughs> we're going to have to ask Richard. Uh, I said this is common because uh, Paul uh, shared with us on Facebook that he has also done something similar. He said that he ordered a sandwich dick instead of chicken. <laughs> and I have also made this mistake in Madrid. Uh, I in my first couple of years here, having um, tapas with a Spanish friend here, I ordered um, polla instead of pollo and so of course you got to kick out of it i think all of us foreigners <laughs> struggle with this very minor difference between dick and and chicken yeah because very much like in english you have chicken and cock but talking about the meal like the rooster right and in spanish it's kind of the same but it's polla and pollo which is like cock and chicken so uh it's well, easy to mis it's make a mistake. It's super easy to make a mistake on that. And we often do. Um, okay, so our last one that we got from um, a friend, our friend Dan um, in the UK. His, I think this is one of the more ridiculous yeah. stories that I've heard. So, If he's not embarrassed, he should be. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to share it with everyone. So let me find that. 
few years ago, I went to Benidorm Pride in Spain. Really nice pride, very uh, lively place. Um, and me and my friends went to the area with all the stages and all the performances and stuff. Uh, got talking to this guy, very nice, very much my type. Was quite intense, but I didn't think anything kind of of it at the time. Um, brought him back to my hotel, which is an adults only hotel and I didn't speak too much Spanish back then but the receptionist seemed to not want him in the hotel or me to be having anybody in my room but that was odd to me from a kind of very publicized adults only hotel kind of situation and at this stage quite um drunk so taking chances maybe where they shouldn't be made. Um, and the receptionist kind of walked outside, I'm not sure why, but walked past us. So we had a clear <laughs> exit to the stairs up, up to the rooms. And I just told this guy to run with me. And we ran <laughs> up all of the stairs to my room. Um, and then uh, we started to do things. And then there was like, banging at the door little had I forgotten when I was trying to kind of get into the hotel I told them my room number um, and there was banging on the door and then I opened it and the Spanish police were there with the receptionist and still not being able to speak that much Spanish I couldn't understand what was being said but it seemed like they that this guy was known to them like known to the police um and he said you're both coming with me and I, and I was like no I'm not like take him like I don't know what who he is or what he's done but like <laughs> take this guy take this guy um and then they, they took him and I went to sleep and the next day I noticed that his driver's license was left behind so I had his whatsapp and I text him and I didn't get a response for the rest of the day and then he texts me saying I'm out I was like, what do you mean you're out? And he was like, I'm out of, out of jail. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what had happened? But he didn't really kind of explain. So I agreed to meet him to give his driver's license back outside the hotel, which I did. And then I went back to the pool where I was sitting with my friends and I got a WhatsApp <laughs> from him saying, I can see you. And I was like, what's going on like where and I was looking around and between two like bushes he was sat in his car kind of like just looking at me and I was like oh my god this is terrifying and then uh, I was just like I'm yeah I'm not coming but I'm not coming back out like I'm done I'll go home tomorrow which was a lie and he was like oh okay and then just disappeared and I've never heard heard from him since or anything but it just seemed like he was known to the police for something, <laughs> which kind of lines up with how intense he was, not to be stereotypical. Um, but he looked like he could have been <laughs> capable of a crime. We'll just say yeah. that. <laughs> this says a lot about Dan's taste in men. Yeah, Dan really <laughs> knows how to pick him. Because he said at the top of that story, he was my child. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember that. Uh, that was a great story. And well, in fact, that was, that, was, that, was the, that was the same night that you grabbed his hand and went I know. running we, across the I can't yeah, blame him because I was a ratchet mess as well that whole trip. Memories. Yeah. So uh, we've heard from our friends, family, and followers. Uh, now it's time uh, for our own stories. Are you ready to, to 
Let it all hang out. I remember, <laughs> tell well, the story. There's, yeah, there's a lot that comes out. There's a lot that comes out. It's tough to follow Dan's uh, a ridiculous story, but we're definitely going to try. All right, let's have it. Uh, so Here Okay, it. so I'll go. Yeah, so we've got uh, three stories each, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just volley back and forth. Um, so one of mine is, again, on that around-the-world trip in 2012. Um, we focus a lot on studying Spanish. I feel like a lot of these stories, by the way, are like, Mexico, Spain related <laughs> and uh, Spanish and foreign language. We bring, yeah, it's all our friends. I know it's because, yeah, that's where we meet everyone because yeah. that's where we focus all our travel on. Uh, anyway, so we're in Mexico. We're we in Mexico City. When, yeah. So we were in Mexico City and um, we we're studying Spanish uh, at a Spanish school and we were doing the immersion. So we were staying with um, a Spanish family, but ours was just this uh, single woman who was very fantastic and mm-hmm. nice host family. Um, and anyway, so I'm in Spanish class and my stomach is a rumbling and I can tell something's not right. So I get up and I, you know, make my way to the bathroom. I excuse myself in the middle of the lesson to do this because, you know, there's no time to waste. And of course, <laughs> as everyone thinks, you know, you're just going to pass a little bit of gas and it was not. And, uh, I barely made it to the stall. I guess, in fact, they didn't make it to the stall because <laughs> I had chat myself on the way. <laughs> And so I'm in the stall and of course in the middle of Spanish class and I don't have clothes with me. Um, luckily it was contained to the underwear. So I had to just take off my undergarments and just toss them into the trash into the, the bathroom there and then go back to class commando and just sit there like that didn't happen because I was going to not tell anyone in my class, obviously. Thank God my stomach though. I mean, I lasted the rest of the day as far as I remember, or I've blocked I, it out completely. I think you might've actually stayed maybe an hour or so and then left and came home early. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Then you have a better memory than me. I've, you have a similar. Well, yeah, my, my, my story is quite similar. It actually happened. I think if it wasn't the same day, it was maybe the day before. Okay. And well, the, oh, so the, we must have eaten the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> We, we were eating a lot of avocado tomato sandwiches. Do you remember that? Yes, With apple. Because yeah. I think uh, my sister Tasha got us really into this easy, you know, yeah, sandwich thing. But all those ingredients listen, at a market I don't in know, Mexico. I don't know what it was, but this was either the same morning or maybe the day before. I was getting ready and I was just in the bathroom and, and yeah, I was just brushing my teeth. <laughs> and, you know, as you do when you brush your teeth, you have to fart. I was like, all right, I'm Normal. just going to fart. And I did. <laughs> I farted and it wasn't a fart. So mine's actually, I mean, that's, that's really kind of it. Um, I think we maybe, I obviously could change because we were still at the house and I think we might've been late to class because of that. But you've also said like, that was the first time that it ever happened to you. That was right? the first time. So like, since 30 years, like I knew when a fart was a fart <laughs> and when a poo was a poo. And that was the first time that my body had deceived me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to travel. That's the yes. first time you've traveled so intensely. Okay, so uh, I've got another one. Again, of course, we're in Guatemala this mm. time studying Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and we're at whatever language school. And I think um, at that time we had um, private lessons. Yeah. And so I still remember this teacher that I had. It was this Guatemalan guy. Um, and I remember being happy with the classes. We're in the middle of class and um, I think we might've just been starting to get to know each other. Cause he asked me what my favorite food was, uh, in Spanish. And so, you know, basically revising all this, reviewing all this vocabulary that we had learned in our high school Spanish classes. And so I told him, you know, that my favorite food is, is seafood, maricones. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, what? And he gives me this face like, you understand? And I'm like, 
thinking seafood, maricones. <laughs> and he's like, no. And I'm like, that's not seafood. <laughs> and he's like, mariscos? And I was like, oh, mariscos. And then he realized, oh, maricones is like queer or fag. It basically means faggots. Yeah, he's like faggots, yeah. which, you know, also my second favorite food. <laughs> but because they're so similar sounding for especially a foreigner, and because, you know, I was reviewing all this food vocabulary, but also I was on Grinder and you guys we were traveling and learning all the like slang and especially gay slang. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had those words floating in my yeah. head, but they were not well organized. Yeah, they had, they food had categories, Grinder categories. Right. And what I category just, of words <laughs> not to tell your I, private to His face was just like, oh, this isn't right. Super embarrassing. Never forget it. All right, what do you got next? All right, so my story uh, dates back to 2005. Uh, in fact, this is my coming out story, which is also an embarrassing story. So, Aren't they all? I was in, you'll find out pretty soon that my stories have to do with Las Vegas a lot and <laughs> bodily fluids. So I was in Las Vegas. It was 2005, and it was actually my friend Kelly's 21st birthday. And um, we had gathered a big group of friends. I think there were maybe probably about eight of us there. Um, It was her and her boyfriend and her boyfriend had brought two of his friends and the rest of us were friends from like high school, college. So we all went to Vegas and um, one of the friends of Kelly's boyfriend was gay. His name was Matt. And we all knew he was gay, but of course I wasn't gay at this time. I wasn't out. I don't think I even really knew I was gay. I mean, uh, you, know, you didn't have that clear I, in your I, head. I didn't have it clear the same in my way head. a lot of people yeah, have yeah, it. No, I didn't. So uh, I guess I was 22 at the time, right? And so imagine, you know, you're in Las Vegas celebrating a friend's 21st birthday. And if you're not from the U.S., you'll you'll know that. Well, I'll tell you that in the U.S., you have to be 21 to drink, right? So before 21, you can't drink. So going to Las Vegas to celebrate your 21st birthday is sort of like a rite of passage, right? That's you I go did to the party, same thing when I turned 21. Right? And yeah. so I had done that a few times for a few people's birthdays. And so here I am in, am in Las Vegas. And in Vegas, when you're in the casinos and you're actually gambling, whether it's at a slot machine or a craps table or whatever, um, no pun intended, craps table. <laughs> Is uh, that foreshadowing? <laughs> no, it's no. not foreshadowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we were all drinking, you know, getting as many free drinks as we can. Like, oh my God, this is great. You know, you drop dropping nickels in the nickel socks and getting like, you know, Grey Goose martinis. You're like, okay, this is amazing. Do they really serve Grey yeah, Goose? Yeah, they'll serve whatever let's, you want. Let's go back to Vegas. So, you know, we had been doing that all, all evening, all night. And then we decided to all go out to a club, which was at the Paris Hotel. And I think we were staying at, I don't even know if it's around anymore. It was the Sahara. I think they might have demolished it. It was at like the far end where the um, the big tower hotel is. But anyways, we were going really far. And the monorail had just recently opened, I think like that year or the year before, um, which kind of just goes all around the Las Vegas Strip. So it was great. Okay, we're on the monorail, right? Picture it. You know, we're all drunk. I'm like overly drunk. You're still straight. I'm but- still straight. But I'm very drunk and suddenly, you know, we're on this kind of moving train and I'm like, I'm not feeling so well. And I could kind of feel that I was I was going to throw up, um, but I wasn't quite like at the point that I had to do it. I was kind of controlling it. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, OK, I'm going to go stand in front of the automatic opening doors. And as soon as we stop and the doors open, I'm going to run out and find a trash can or something to go throw it's up. It's a in. great plan. I can't yeah. imagine anything going wrong. So about five, I swear, five minutes went by. We never had, there was no stop. Like, I don't know what two hotels we were going in between because it usually stops at hotels, but it didn't stop. 
and neither did my vomit. So <laughs> I literally just couldn't hold it, and it all just came out. Wait, on the monorail? On the monorail. Oh, and I just God. threw up, like, projectile vomited <laughs> on the two closed monorail doors, and it hits the doors, bounces back on me, gets all over me, gets <laughs> all over the floor. And meanwhile, like, it was midnight, but, you know, this is Vegas. Like, the monorail was packed, and there were even, like, families. I remember there were, like, oh, kids Austin. on there, and the parents were, like, yelling at me, and, oh, my God, it was, like, it was really, really bad. And the story doesn't even end there, right? So I, surprisingly, was still good enough to go out. I'm like, yeah, I want to go out to that club, right? Well, when you're yeah, young, yeah. when you're so in your 20s, like, yeah. We go to a bathroom. I, you. like, I literally take my shirt off, like, throw it in the sink, you know, soap it up, wash it all out. I'm trying to dry it under like a hand dryer and it's just not, it's not going that fast. Right. And I'm like, they're never going to let me into this club with a soaking wet shirt. So my friend Lindsay, who was there, had her like leather jacket. It was like a woman's leather jacket. I'm like, I, I'm going to wear that. Yeah, I'm going to go in. Rock it in Vegas. Yeah. So I, luckily I get into the, um, <laughs> the club wearing her jacket, a soaked shirt. And I don't even remember how long I'm there, but you know, I'm super drunk. I don't think I even ordered a drink because I probably didn't need one. Um, but next thing I know, like me and this guy, Matt, we're just like, oh, do you even want to stay here anymore? And we're like, no, I think I'm like over it. And so we like decide we're going to go back to the hotel and we leave together, just the two of us. And, you know, next thing I know, we're like, we find like some outdoor alley and we're just like making out on and the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> And literally, I know this is my coming out story because that was the first time I had ever kissed a guy. And until that moment, I was like, I didn't realize I was gay until that moment. I was like, oh, shit, this is what I've been missing out on like all my life. And so we continued back to the hotel. We got to the hotel and both realized neither of us had a key. And I don't know why, but I guess the hotel wasn't our name. So the front desk wouldn't even let us in. So we go to like the stairwell and we're like hooking up in the stairwell. <laughs> Such a yeah and (laughs) so whatever right that's kind of the end i mean basically like then i get into this like two-hour talk with matt like i'm crying i'm freaking out because i just realized i was gay and then all my friends are gonna find out he convinced me that i need to tell them so oh but that's a cute ending that's not an embarrassing thing i think basically come out to all of them yeah after i just vomited all over the (laughs) i had of course heard the story before but i didn't remember uh the details of you're not making it out of the monorail. Yeah, so two out of three for me. Um, one well, coming out is a and good, one vomit. And it's I a have good a ending to an embarrassing story, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so oh, I don't know if I can top that one. but uh, So mine is, uh, my next one, my last one here, is um, from 2013. So we did our trip in 2012, and in 2013, we decided to move to Spain. So I got a job working as an assistant uh, English teacher at a high school. And so... Um, my colleagues were so great. All the other Spanish teachers who taught English, the Spanish, you know, people who were teaching English um, were fantastic. And there was another um, English language assistant who was really great. So I really enjoyed the school I was working at. And anyway, we go to um, take our Christmas break and went back to the States. And then we came back after uh, Christmas break and I was um, greeting everyone, saying hello to everyone as you do. And I really enjoyed, you know, all of these colleagues. I was happy to see everyone. And so in Spain, you know, if it's two women, they will kiss each other twice on, on once on each cheek and men will do this with women as well. Um, women with women and, uh, but two men will, will shake hands or maybe if they're really close, they might hug. But that was our first year living in Spain and in Madrid. So I didn't have that clear. Uh, so I was giving kisses to the women and I also, well, 
Here's where it gets even more complicated. Yeah, between gays, gay men give we, each other we kisses do as it, well. Yeah. And so we had a group of gay friends as well. Um, so we gave each other kisses, right. of course. But I know, you know, it's defined by, you know, between men, by sexuality. And, is- and in France, it's similar too. And you've met my family. And even with the men, you've always given the two kisses. So I think in your mind... You didn't realize probably that there was... Wait, I kissed your cousins and I wasn't supposed and to? That, no, no, no. You are supposed to. At least, oh, okay. with, at least with family. In okay. France, you do that between men. Yeah. Even straight men, that's totally normal. Okay, so in France, it was normal with our gay group of right. uh, friends. In, in Madrid, in Spain, it's normal. But then suddenly, you know, gay man to straight man, not normal. You don't do that but in Spain. I, hadn't, <laughs> I had no idea. So anyway, I go and I kiss this uh, colleague, Miguel is his name. I say, hello, and I really liked him. I worked with him. He was great. I gave him two kisses. And his face was just like stone cold like i just kissed a statue because it was just like so taken aback at what i had done and i just you know didn't even think about it and i looked at him I was like oh i just committed a faux pas like that oh, also though so it was really embarrassing but also that's stupid yeah it's kind of stupid. that's really dumb like because gender, it's like gender norms which yeah exactly sense. like but, sexuality has to play into how you greet yeah. each other Anyway, I should have done the handshake, lean in for the half the hug. one-handed masculine over it. Hopefully, creating change. <laughs> um, so, you've got one more for us to wrap up on. I've got one more for you. It's going to sound a little bit like a repeat, but uh, in 2006, I was in Las Vegas. <laughs> Austin, you celebrating someone else's band from Las Vegas. I'm going to call you. Cannot go to Las Actually, Vegas. Actually, I don't think anymore. it was a 20. It wasn't a 21st birthday. I think there was just a group of four of us. And so, in this time, I had actually come out. We, you and I had um, had actually met at this point. We actually weren't even together, but we were both part of a gay fraternity at Arizona State. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, or actually, no, we were. We were just together for a couple of months, I think. And um, so, anyways, you get the idea. There's four of us uh, there. We're of course drinking, you know, for free in all the casinos as you would do. And um, kind of similar story. We all four of us went out to uh, a nightclub. I don't even remember where it was. I was. I was even drunker this time than the first time. <laughs> I don't get this drunken vomit anymore, by the way. Um, and that is, a, and that is, that is a foreshadowing. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> so at some point, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Right. And so I get in a cab and, and I don't really, I remember getting in the cab, but besides that, I don't really remember much more. The, the rest of the story is what people have told me. And so apparently in the hotel room, I, I had gotten sick and thrown up and, um, and I, yeah, I was basically just spending all night in the bathroom. So go back a few hours to when I had eaten half a box of Cheez-Its before <laughs> going in. If you don't know what Cheez-Its are, <laughs> Cheez-Its are like these little <laughs> orange cheese, like cheddar cheese colored cracker, right? A and, deep orange. And deep orange. And so I'd eaten like literally half of like a big box. <laughs> and so, yeah, needless to say, I got sick in the bathroom, but I didn't make it to the toilet apparently the whole time. And so I had, I, you know, as they tell me, thrown up all over the bathroom. And well, the funny and sort of embarrassing part of the story is I don't remember any of this. And apparently I had woken up at one point. So you pass out. I pass it. out in the bathroom after having thrown up, I'm sure, in the <laughs> toilet and outside the toilet. And I wake up or someone comes and gets me and I think probably tries to take me to bed. And then I wake up and <laughs> it's all this friend. I'm like, it looks like someone got sick in here. <laughs> I literally, I did not know that was me who had thrown up all over the bathroom. I, I can just imagine you just the innocent face. <laughs> like, I think got sick in here. I love that punchline. Uh, uh, so, yeah. 
a lot of uh, vomits and poos. Lesson learned: <laughs> control your alcohol, especially in Las Vegas. Yeah, these were my my young days. I definitely don't uh, behave that way. Well, uh, anymore. Never say never. Well, mostly because my <laughs> hangovers are so bad that I'd That's rather true. just we're just old job. now. Well, um, that was. Uh, a fun episode to do. I love uh, hearing these stories because uh, that's kind of the whole fun part about travel is creating these memories, right? So I think the important thing to remember from this episode is that these stories, um, you know, that, that travel can create these this perfect scenario uh, for embarrassing situations, which gives us these stories. And so we have to remember that, you know, that's kind of the good part of it is yeah, I mean, we're in, we're in places that we're unfamiliar with, whether it's new food, right, that our stomachs are not used to, um, you know, having or, you know, new people or cultures, you don't understand customs. Or you're, you, know, you just kind of fumble over your words in a foreign language. So I think the important thing is you just have to get over it. You have to laugh at yourselves. Enjoy the fact that you have this hilarious story to tell and uh, embrace it because um, it's hard to feel like... It's hard not to feel out of place in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely. it's hard to learn a foreign language. And uh, you just have to be able to, I think, yeah. laugh at yourself. That foreign language in Las Vegas is a tough one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one doesn't count. I'm here. So anyway, we want to say thanks to everyone for the embarrassing stories. We hope you will all keep traveling, making faux pas, saying the wrong things in a foreign language, and just keep laughing at them and sharing them and especially share them with us. Absolutely. we really enjoy them. Well, thank you again, everyone uh, who did share your story with us. Um, This was a really fun episode to record, uh, both to hear stories from our friends and uh, some family and some of our followers, colleagues, and our stories, which we both know. Exactly. I know their stories. They're they're pretty pretty funny. They're enjoyable to to repeat. I hear them. So we hope you enjoyed it. Um, So just remember that if you did like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin. And give the episode a like uh, with the heart icon once it's published. And also, it's also available, the, the our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can listen there as well. You can subscribe and even give us a review uh, if you'd like. So also remember, we are available always on social media, uh, every channel at Two Bad Tourists. And lastly, feel free to leave a comment about what you liked about this show or what you might want to hear of. Uh, what hear more of in the future next week we will be back with a guest again back to um having someone join us on the podcast mm-hmm. vincent jones will join us he's the founding ceo of the citizen jones companies which are a collection of socially minded businesses created with the spirit of doing good having fun and helping others do the mm-hmm. same we'll be particularly interested in his business citizen jones travel of course because mm-hmm. that's what we lean into and like many of the overachieving gays on this podcast that we've interviewed uh, he also makes me feel like a lazy ass because his professional history includes philanthropy, nonprofits, politics, government, communication, travel, and social entrepreneurship, which I don't even know what that is. So a lot of things. He's a busy man, it sounds like. So he'll share his story with us of how he got started um, and also about his quarantine podcast that he created called Quarantine and Chill and, uh, of course, his travel company. Definitely. So until next week, uh, we will... Well, we'll catch you again in another week for we'll a new be episode. Back. We'll be back on a normal Tuesday. Thanks, See you guys. then. Thank you. Bye.